When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations, Not Your Average Perspectives, Not Your Average Black Girls, Not Your Average Black Girls, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls, we back. I feel like I'm never prepared for that little mini, mini song every time, I'm a little caught Mm -hmm. off guard. I was about to say, get prepared, get prepared. Well, I can't say never, there's a few times where I chime in, but today I was not, I was not ready. Uh, okay, anyways, so <laughs> we are all here. You got me, Candace, aka Dice. You got Jordan and Megan all on the line. So we're going to start off with Jordan for our Not Your Average Black Girl shout out. So go ahead and take it away. Okay, guys. So today's Not Your Average Black Girl shout out is 11 year old London Warwick. So this 11 year old fifth grader and Pennsylvania native has started her very own business, y'all called Lovely London Delights. That's such a cute name. What once started as a way to visit and provide delicious goodies, basically baked goods, for older members of her Willow Grove community during the pandemic has now turned into a full-blown business. She a whole businesswoman out here at 11, y'all. She started out by creating a Mother's Day cake and delivering slices to the various mothers in her community. And by the time she got home, she reportedly had requests for full-size cakes. She now has sold over 200 cakes and already has a specialty bunt cake that is known on the streets. She has a bit of a philanthropist spirit as well and has donated a portion of her proceeds to a gift of life in memory of her grandfather. So if y'all ever want to support or just check check out, ooh, I apologize, Lovely Little London's Instagram. Her Instagram page is at Lovely London Delights. So today's Not Your Average Black Girl shout out goes to you, London. Oh, that's so sweet. I think that's really great. I wish I lived there so I could check it out. Yeah, that's cute. Well, she's doing better than me, y'all, in 2021. So congratulations. <laughs> she's doing better than a lot of people, I'm sure. Um, so today's topic is religion versus spirituality. And I don't know where to start with this, you guys, because it's such a multifaceted topic, but I'm just going to start by defining what religion even is or the typical understanding of religion. And basically when people think of religion, they usually think of organized religion and there's like a leader in place might be like your pastor, your preacher, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then it usually consists of a place of worship, like a church or a building. 
And so that's your very, very basic definition of religion. So when you think of spirituality, it can be very broad, but to sum it up real quick, it's a personal connection to God, but you're leaving out all that other stuff. So you're not necessarily following a leader and you're not necessarily going into a building to practice and worship or whatever. So here's where it gets interesting. And um, this is probably where I'm going to ask for Megan or Jordan to chime in and and state their opinions on this, because this is a whole little caveat. But when it comes to religion, especially here in America, Christianity is the prevailing religion. Uh, Black people, especially, I think, go pretty hard behind some Christianity. Um, And so I looked into the ties that Black people have to Christianity based off of the slavery experience. And basically, Christianity was given to slaves as a form of control. Um, That was the understanding, at least back then. That's how people view that now to an extent. I'm sure people will disagree and that's fine, but that's just from the research point. That's what I found. So what it started with was the part in the Bible that allegedly says slaves obey your earthly master. And that's how the white master would control their slaves by telling them that and teaching them religion so that they could be basically forced to continue to do this work because they're supposed to obey their earthly master in hopes of it getting them into heaven one day. Right. So there was a slave Bible published in 1807, which removed portions of scripture, including the Exodus story that could inspire any rebellious thinking. So they made sure they only taught the slaves parts of the Bible that they wanted them to know and left out anything else that could, you know, be seen as inciting a riot, (laughs) Um, anything crazy like that. So nevertheless, some ministers promoted the idea that Africans were the descendants of Ham cursed in the book of Genesis and thus their enslavement was fitting, excuse me, their enslavement was fitting. And I got that from the Washington post, but there's no evidence to back up these claims about that whole ham story and everything else. So basically depending on how you look at it, it is possible that the white man back in the day, white slave owner master back in the day purposely gave the black slaves religion as a form of control and to keep them from being rebellious. And I don't know whether you agree or not. I think that has influenced to an extent how black people worship today when it comes to Christianity and it comes to the church. So anyways, I'm going to stop talking. Megan or Jordan, y'all can feel free to chime in on what we've covered so far. Um, Go ahead, Jordan. Um, First, I just want to say the slavery experience had me dying laughing over here when you said that earlier, because it definitely sounded like um, a art installation at like some all immersive pop-up shop or something. Um, but yeah, that was actually really funny, but, uh, just kind of getting into it. You definitely are bringing up some stuff with the slave Bible and how the black community looks at religion. And I am Christian. I consider myself to be very religious. Um, but I also, I also consider myself to be spiritual. And so, I was having a conversation with some friends like a few days ago, and um, during this conversation, it actually brought out to me, when you're talking about spirituality, you have to address like 
the flip side of it. Because when I think spirituality, I'm thinking like positive manifestations, you know, I'm thinking like energies and auras and, you know, like the things that you put out into the world and what you want to receive and crystals and stuff like that. But then also too, I can't forget about like voodoo, (laughs) you know, which is the bad side of it or like the dark side of it. Um, And then another one of my friends is African. She was talking about like for the African culture, when you talk about spirituality, it definitely has a negative connotation because you're talking about nothing but the bad stuff. And I don't know the name of like their spirituality or or what she was referring to, but I can imagine it's got something to do with curses and roots and all that good stuff too. So um, I think whenever you try to like differentiate the two or, and depending on what generation, you know, a group of people that you're talking to, I can see why the thoughts on it are all over the place. Um, but, but yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Okay. Um, well, I do want to say, I do know that there's good voodoo and there's bad voodoo. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that's not talked about enough, just like with the African religions. I know that there are good portions of it and there are bad portions of it. I think too many times, and I, I really think this, this stems from the whitewashing, um, and the westernization of the world, I think they condemned those religions because they didn't understand them. And mm-hmm. so unfortunately, I feel like that attitude still exists today to an extent where people are like, oh, those things are witchcraft. Oh, those things are evil. But they really don't know because they never really studied them or looked into them. Um, so I'm definitely kind of careful about saying when something is good or bad, because if we're being totally honest, there's good and bad in Christianity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, I just... I, well, let me just start by saying I, I'm not religious. I don't identify as a Christian. Um, I believe in God, but that's it for me. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't take it any further than that. And that's really just because of my own personal experiences with the church, with people, not y'all, of course, but <laughs> with people who call themselves Christians or religious and be out here doing everything and anything they shouldn't be doing, treating people all types of ways. I just can't personally at this point in my life, I can't stand behind it. Um, but nevertheless, I understand people do what they do. I ain't judging nobody for worshiping. You do what you do. But I think that we need to be a little bit more cognizant of what these other religions even are and maybe not be so quick to judge. Um, you had talked about manifestation and that's you know a separate thing as well. It's like manifestation, in my opinion, kind of goes hand in hand with faith um because you know people are saying like you have some sets of christians that'll say like oh manifestation it ties into law of attraction which law of attraction is leaving god out right that's how they view it they're like as a christian you should not be practicing manifestation or law of attraction because you're basically saying, I have full control, God doesn't. That's how some Christians are viewing it. And that's why they don't recommend other Christians do it. Obviously, I don't identify as a Christian, so I don't care about none of that. But (laughs) nevertheless, for me personally, I'm all for manifestation. I'm all for law of attraction. I'm all for faith because I feel like they're one and the same, in my opinion. In, In the Bible, it definitely says like there's power in the tongue. And And I was just going to bring that up because that's exactly how I tie it personally. Or for me, that's how I've always done it. Like you said, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And that is a scripture from the Bible. And I've always believed that. So the things that you speak 
I know you can speak things into existence basically just off your mindset. A lot of the things that you say a lot, you tend to believe, you know? So if you're somebody who just has like a positive spirit and you just have like positive energy, I do feel like other people can pick up on your energy. The universe picks up picks up on the things that you say and you begin just to expect the things that you say in the same type of energy that you put out to be reciprocated. And I feel like that is... Uh, manifestation or the laws of attraction and things like that. So for me, it's all, I don't want to say one and the same, but because I do have like a religious base, that is how I just extend my practice into a way of practicing my religion that is comfortable for me. And it is my own um, unique relationship with my God. Like I definitely, you know, every blessing I get, I'm saying, you know, if it wasn't for God, but God, but God, I'm not mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, oh, but, but manifestation, <laughs> granted, I think that's, a, you know, a part of believing in God, you know, um, it's, it's believing that, you know, his will be done, you know, and, and, and that is what I keep telling myself. And that is how I choose to continue to show my love and, and to show my faith. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I see why, uh, you were saying earlier how, if you don't have, um, I guess like enough exposure, enough education, then it's very easy to shy away from the things that you don't know. And going back to where you started at with religion being the slavery concept, I knew we were, I, and I called it the slavery concept, and I'm talking about you with the slavery experience. But anyway, um, we can always take things back to slavery. <laughs> I just kind of feel like a lot of the stuff that we talk about, we can always, for the most part, pin it on the white mane, not trying to say, you know, that's an excuse, but you can just always trace it back to that. Um, and I think some of the older black generations, I don't want to say reliance on religion, but just like the way it is practiced is definitely, um, reminiscent of what we were given as slaves from the white man. It's, it's pretty much like, it's a, like, it's a practice, it's a practice and it's not open to, I don't want to say like evolution, but it's just not open to like customization, I guess. Like just. I think with them, they, the older generations, a lot of them, because they didn't grow up in like the Google age, (laughs) I just think they have no concept of you are allowed to research things. (laughs) So like. And question. Yeah. And question. And I feel like that's a part of faith is questioning, you know, like being curious. And I'm not going to say like testing God because that's, that's not it, but faith is kind of like a tug of war. Like you're supposed to hit low points, but still make it out and feel the low point. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a part of your testimony is when you make it on the other side. So if you're someone who um, just, I don't know. I I just think you aren't supposed to just follow blindly. And a lot of the older generation feels like it's supposed to be a blind devotion, a blind devotion. I'm not saying don't be devoted, but I'm not saying that you can't question as well and um, and have those moments where, you know, you're asking God why you're talking to God, because that's how you build that relationship. That's how you strengthen that relationship. And that's how you get your relationship with God, not the one that your pastor is giving you on Sundays, you know, not the one that your parents are telling you to have. That's how you build your relationship and in your own faith. So, and and I think that's a big part of being religious is having, like I said, that customized, unique relationship with God or, you know, whatever God you serve, that that's a part of it. Yeah. I think, um, I just think that that generation, I almost feel like they're afraid to know or to question. Um, because I think they were always brought up with that. Don't question God, no question God. And it's like, I'm not questioning God. I'm questioning the people who wrote this stuff down in this book. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm questioning where this came from. It is not about God at all. In my view is more so about, you know, 
I, I want to know the context. I want to know where it came from. Um, I have no doubt that God exists. I just simply want to know what is this stuff in this Bible? Because I personally believe that some of it has been altered and adjusted to fit certain narratives. So like the slave narrative is just one example, but nevertheless, I just feel like we're, our generation is just more open most for the most part to finding more information out. Cause we grew up in that information age. Uh, so like you brought up crystals earlier, let me tell you <laughs> most older generation Christians, they ain't for that at all. Like they would consider that to be witchcraft, you know, evil, whatever, whatever. Like they're not about using any of those things to, to worship or as part of your practice or anything like that. Um, I personally use crystals. I don't honestly, I don't use them as often as I, as I used to, cause I be, I'm low key getting slack, but I've, I've been using them for a few years and, and it's not that I believe that these crystals are God, <laughs> you know, like that's not what I'm doing. I, I look at it as God created everything. So God is in everything. God is everywhere. So mm-hmm. I don't separate these things out. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. just one piece because mm-hmm. these crystals came from the earth. God created the earth. Mm-hmm. I don't really see why people are trying to separate it out. I mean, I look at it as no different than people who choose to wear a cross around their neck. That's mm-hmm. your choice. You know what I'm saying? I can choose to wear a crystal around my neck for the same purposes that you may choose to wear a cross around your neck. That's just how I feel. But nevertheless, I think all of these things were created by God. All of these things can can assist you in whatever it is that you do when you practice your religion or, or practice your spirituality or however you look at it. Um, but nevertheless, that's my little two cents on that. But let's see if we can hear from Meg. <laughs> man, real life problems, real life problems over here, man. Um, you know, I was just going to say that, like, I don't think that it's, it's funny how there are certain things that you don't realize until you get older. Um, you know, like my whole family is like rooted in the church, grew up in the church. Um, and I just kind of think back to like, you know, I feel like call it like um, spirituality, call it religion. I feel like in a way, kind of like Jordan said earlier, a lot of things um, tied together um, because I'm just thinking back to like, you know, my grandmother was extremely religious, but then at the same time, like, you know, she had her ways. Like, you can't put the head on the bed. Like, don't sing at the table. You'll marry a fool. You know, she did believe that people could put, like, a hex on you and stuff like that. And so it just, and obviously, like, that came from her upbringing, right? So, you know, for me growing up, like, it always was kind of one in the same. Like, you know, yes, you have your um, religion, but then, you know, there are other things that you believe in. And so I'm kind of like Jordan to where for me, it has always um, tied together. You know, I too um, am a a Christian like Jordan, you know, I was baptized, so I'm Baptist, you know, black people love to throw that in there. (laughs) Um, And, and you know, I believe in it, Um, you know, similar to what Jordan was saying, I try to guide a lot of what I do, like, by what I believe is expected of me. Um, But I also believe that, like, I don't think that, you know, I think that people who take it to the extreme and say, like, oh, that's witchcraft or that's evil or whatever when it comes to, like, manifestation or law of attraction, I think that they're being very, um, you know, what people call it, tier one thinking, you know, in my mind, like, I just feel like, okay, 
even if you're not religious, like, and like you said, Dice, like you believe in, in God, but you're not religious. My thing is like, okay, if you believe in God, then, you know, I would, I would assume that a person who believes in God believes that he created everything that we have, everything that's around us, um, made a way for it to be here. And so when I think about like, you know, those natural things, like, crystals you know like appreciating like nature you know meditating outside whatever I guess I just feel like you know how can you say you believe in God but yet you don't believe in like um I guess paying you know homage or respect or like taking care of like these natural things that surround you that also contribute to you know our energy and our our well-being um I just feel like it's very narrow way of thinking to say that like, oh, you know, that that's got to be evil um, if you cross the line at all. And the funniest thing, um, I like have to share this with y'all and then our listeners. So I had never done like, you know, a tarot reading or anything like that before. And so when the new year came in, Dice um, sent Jordan and I like a link to a girl that she found on YouTube. And I was like, okay, I've never oh, done Lord. this before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this before. Fortune, guys. Fortune. And Fortune. Cool, like, disclaimer, obviously, because it's on YouTube, like, n- n- it wasn't specially crafted, like, for us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Like, just have an open mind. Um, mm-hmm. And I did it, and I quite enjoyed it. And I called myself, like, telling my mama about it, I think, the day after or that same day, right? And telling her how a lot of stuff that came up was, like, aligned with stuff that I wanted to put on my vision board for 2021. And child, I'm sitting here telling her all this stuff. And she's like, you know, I always thought, wasn't that supposed to be like evil? I thought that was supposed to be like, like, like evil or something like, like associated with, she either said associated with the devil or associated with witchcraft mm-hmm. or something like that. And, you know, for, I mean, y'all know my mama, but the listeners don't know my mama. My mama's pretty like young and open-minded, right? So <laughs> to hear her say that, I was like, what? Um, But in that moment, I was like, well, you know, mom, one could say the same thing about anything. Like, you know, I, I brought it up to her. I was like, you know, we've seen for ourselves, like in movies or history books or whatever, that um, slave owners used to use the words written in the Bible to, you know, create their own narrative. You know, it, it, they would mm-hmm. use it, take portions of it, like you explained earlier, to try to say, this is why you need to obey me. You know, this is why you need to do what mm-hmm. I say do. And so when she said that to me, I was like, you know, I think that a person can make anything evil. But it's just about mm-hmm. what you allow it to be for you. Um, mm-hmm. But I had to share that with y'all because that was so crazy to me. I was like, what? I was, like, <laughs> I, was, I was slick blow because I was like, dang, I just told you all that stuff and that's all you got to say is <laughs> 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 you thought it was evil. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. So how I ventured into that world of tarot, I ain't going to lie because I, even though I don't identify as a Christian or religious I was brought up Christian and Baptist. (laughs) And so that is how I was raised. But nevertheless, how I ended up going into this whole tarot stuff was simply because I went to New Orleans in 2015 (laughs) for Mardi Gras, pre-pandemic times. And I, it was me, my sister, her best friend, and my cousin. And we was walking down the French Quarter And we saw these people giving these little tarot card readings. 
And, you know, we were kind of intrigued, but kind of scared because kind of like what Megan was saying with her mom, it was just like, when you're told that something is evil, then you'd be like, well, should I even be going into this? Because, you know, what if I'm about to end up ruining my life <laughs> trying to get a tarot reading? And so anyways, we we worked up the nerve to go do it. And that was our first, like my first hands-on experience with it. And nothing that she said was scary. Nothing mm-hmm. that she said was inherently negative. Um, she said a few things that actually came to fruition for me personally. Um, but I take all of those things with a grain of salt because I know these people are not God. You know, do I believe that, that God can speak through people sometimes? Yes. But I don't think that's very common, (laughs) but nevertheless, I always look at things like the tarot and all that stuff. It's just a way to understand life a little bit better, but I would never take it too seriously or like the end all be all. But yeah, I sent Jordan and Megan that YouTube link because I do do like YouTube tarot readings every so often. Like I go on YouTube and I I have my favorites or whatever, and we can put those in the description box in case anybody is like me. I have my favorites and I, I watch their little videos, oh, but you know, okay, these are two people who really ain't into that like that. And so they had positive experiences. So I'm telling y'all like everything is not evil. And like Megan said, you can make anything evil if you want it to be. Okay. People do it now. Like a lot of people like to tie it back to slavery, but even with religion and even with the Bible, like there are everyday people just like the three of us who will you know, put a a scripture up on Instagram or Facebook to try to make themselves feel better about what Mm -hmm. they have done, Mm -hmm. knowing that they are wrong. So that's why I I say I always just take it back to like, you know, how rooted are you in your own beliefs in like knowing right from wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. how, and I guess how easily influenced are you? I saw a lot of that that Facebook posting. I saw a lot of that during the election. Mm-hmm. And I, I ain't gonna say no names, but people that we know, um, who were Trump supporters, <laughs> and I'm not gonna say that if you were Trump supporter, that you're necessarily a bad person. But where I'm going with this is, there's individuals who were supporting Trump, and their whole basis was religion. Like it yeah. was like, yeah. oh, he's you know anti-abortion, so I'm voting for him. That and that's the end of the conversation. You know right. what I'm saying? And they kept trying to throw these scriptures out about you know, this is what God wants. This is God. Da, 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 da. And so it was really funny y'all because people in the comments just wasn't having it with this individual. Yeah. And, it was, <laughs> and they was just like, it's, say this name, is say name. <laughs> <You're> not, <laughs> don't fool it with Jordan. Cause Jordan, no. Jordan loves y'all camera. want the screenshots. Get in my Instagram. <laughs> Tell us she wants us. <laughs> we gonna get messy but just saying like people came for that individual in the comments and was just like you keep saying that god this and god that but this just sounds like you this don't sound like god exactly mm-hmm. and you know what everybody's gonna have a different opinion because that person was trying to like use god to say why trump was the best candidate meanwhile my great aunt thinks that he's the antichrist so, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you're always going to have two different ends of the spectrum because it, that's just the way that it is. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, one thing that I wanted to say um, a few moments ago when y'all were talking about tarot, which I've always called it tarot. Um, so, once again, <laughs> learn something new today. Lord, um, and, and I also learned... Quick tangent. I also learned another new term today because Megan, did you say tier one thinking? 
Did yes. you say that earlier? Yes. Is that a psychologist term? Girl, I thought she said peer one. I just shut my. <laughs> <laughs> she said tier one thinking, and it made me think of how like a lot of these people be saying top tier. They be like, "Oh, you top tier," and I'm gonna be like, "In your tier one." So, um, new burn, right? But anyway, I would like to think it's more so of a mindfulness type of term. I know, yeah. I know. That's like that's like when people say you're very low vibrational, which vibrational that's a spirituality term too, isn't it? Because right. I remember I was asking y'all about oh, that. Yeah, so it, it definitely is. Yeah. Once again, over insults is what I'm gonna get. Yeah. Aura, manifestation, vibration, law of attraction. It spirituality is within religion because I'm it sorry, is. do we it not is. talk about spirits and stuff in church? Yes, no. Like well, okay. your spirit being right. Like it, it's all and then there's communion the too. Exactly. And you literally are drinking the blood. <laughs> You know, exactly. the blood of Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. Just saying. Well, I was just going to say that my hesitation um, with tarot originally wasn't because I thought that it was evil. Um, I think y'all know this for the most part. My mom is pretty open-minded. She actually asked me about some crystals the other day, and she asked me where I got mine from, which was from a black lady. And I actually shouted her out like in our first season. I can't remember her name, unfortunately. But if y'all want to support a black um, business and get yourself some crystals go back to like our first or second episode because I remember that's when I gave her a little shout out but anyway Just listen um, to all of them to find out who it is yes <laughs> on on Apple Spotify go to our red circle check out our new website guys we've got a website okay anyway um, but anyway my parents are pretty open-minded I'd like to say and so my hesitation with tarot was because my mom has always taught me you can't have everybody praying over you and so like I said earlier where um, I believe in like energies, like the energy you put out and the energy that you accept. And also with life and death being in the power of the tongue, I don't want to hear nothing bad. And I don't know what the energy is of the person who's telling me this thing, you know, these things, you know, I need to trust that you've got the right spirits, religion, you know, person working in you. And you tell me this, whatever you about to tell me on them tarot cards, cause I can't read that stuff. I don't know what them symbols mean. And I'm gonna really have to trust you, you know? So that was always my hesitation with tarot. Not that I thought it was evil, but I felt like you couldn't, you couldn't trust I was going to say a conduit, but they aren't really a conduit. You can't trust the reader. Like you can't always trust that they have the best intentions when they tell you these things. And I need to know what your spirit is about before I allow you into my life and to influence what I'm about to start thinking about myself in the days moving forward. So that was always my hesitation. Yeah. And I understand that. Um, I get it. Like I said, I was a little nervous too the first time I ever had like a real in live person uh, reading, but now I look at it very differently. Um, and I actually yeah. have my own set of cards. I just have one. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I have my own set. So well, I started to get dog, guys. You didn't tell us. <laughs> I'm just now finding this out. Um, I started right. to learn. Can you read poems? Can you? What does mine say? Terrible. It's got an okay. M in there. Does that mean marriage? <laughs> I've, started to, um, I've started to look into it more um, because you can actually do your own readings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've only done that like maybe once or twice. And it is, I'm not going to lie, y'all. It is like really fascinating when you start doing your own because it's like, tip, there's a whole process behind it. I'm not going to waste everybody's time with this. But basically you, you are consulting with your spirit guides um, you know, to, or your angels to help you and to reveal things to you or whatever. And there's all kinds of different spreads and it's, it's, it's very, very deep y'all very deep, but nevertheless, I just started, so I'm not going to speak on that too much, but I just think that whole world is fascinating. And I, again, I take everything with a grain of salt. I don't leave God out of anything that I do. 
Um, I'm always consulting with God or whatever, but I do think that I do believe personally that we do have angels that are with us um, and people that are with you to help you in life and go through life or whatever. Oh um, yeah, so most you, definitely. Your gut the ancestors. <laughs> so I Absolutely. feel like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's definitely a thing or whatever, but yeah. Anywho, that's my it's just all wording. in the wording, man. It's all in the wording. Yeah. Well, I want to ask y'all, what are your thoughts on superstitions? Because that would be the dark side of it, right? Yeah, I, like, just, I just told you. Is it the dark side? I don't know. Because, like you were saying, your grandma was, don't put a hat on the bed. Let, let me tell y'all this. My granny it wasn't was very superstitious, honey. Like, yeah. very superstitious. Let me tell y'all one that I did not hear until I was like, I don't know, y'all, probably 21. And I didn't know what it meant for like, a few hours after I heard it, like I was like, "What does this mean?" But one of our one of our common sisters, I won't say y'all which one. I remember her saying how um, she was gonna make this man some spaghetti. Don't even finish the story. Don't even finish the story. I cannot. I cannot. I'm stupid. I'm like, girl, for what? For some family for what? Like, I know. And when she told me, I'm like, oh, like what? Girl, now my granny was like like that. Really believe in that? And like, you know, they always say things like, don't buy your man a pair of shoes. My granny said that. My granny said that. Said don't buy a man a pair of shoes. And she would say, like, I remember one time, and he's my whole husband now, so that just tells you how I feel about superstition. <laughs> my mama was like, I bought my, at the time we were just, like, dating, and I had bought him a watch. And she was like, you should never buy a man a watch because you're putting yep. time on your relationship. That's what granny said. That's what granny said. Don't buy him a watch. Don't buy him a Let me tell you something. My my granny was an old school OG. She felt like you shouldn't buy a man nothing but a nice card. She always said, you get him a nice card. Okay. And he worked out for her. She got nice things in her, That's <laughs> in her marriage. She got I nice just, things. I'm, not, I'm definitely not superstitious. I mean, I'm not going to say maybe some of it is accurate. I don't know. But I feel like my mama was like like OD superstitious. Like she's big into that. So like I said, she did the watch thing. My mama was into like the black cat. Like a black cat crosses your path. Mm-hmm. It's bad luck or something's wrong. Um, she's firm believer in that. She, when my sister had my nephew, and this was, my nephew's like 14 now, so it's forever ago, but when we first had him, um, there was something about, you know how we come from that that age, we always taking pictures of ourselves and, and everything around us. And so my sister had had my nephew, and he had to be only like maybe six, six or eight months. And so she stood in front of the mirror, and she took a picture of the two of them in the mirror. And I was like, oh my God, why would you do that? talking about and like it was some kind of some kind of superstition she had where if you let a baby look in the mirror then like something bad would happen to them like if they saw themselves I y'all I'm telling y'all she she real deep off into that but yeah that's interesting but you know what and for listeners who don't know like Dice is originally from um Charleston I'm from Savannah like the two places are not very far um from one of another both have kind of like those those geechee type of roots i wonder if that's also not like related to like locations as well you know what i mean like the culture Mm -hmm. of where we grew up because i never heard the baby one um 
that's not to say she didn't believe in it, but I don't ever remember it like coming up. But no, I mean, saying my granny had all those um superstitions. I mean, even just recently, like, oh, the day before New Year's Eve, I was like annoyed because I really did not want to do laundry that day. But I knew that it was only going to be a matter of time before my mama was asking me, oh, yeah, you washed them clothes. or Oh, yeah, y'all done clean up. I just, I didn't want to hear it. So I was like, all right, let me go on and get stuff together. And um, I just, you know, I haven't been around that stuff for so long. I'm like, dang, they got me doing it. But now it's some stuff I just won't tolerate, like splitting the pole. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I don't the care. I don't care. Like, I probably should though, but I, mean, I feel like that was right there along with the step on the crack and breaking mama's back too. Right? I was about to say I, I must have broke a mirror seven years ago because the girl 19, 2019, 2020, like I'm trying to do my bid right now. Oh, but um, that's hilarious. But yeah, no, George, I don't think superstitions are um I think your original question was like, do we think that they're evil? I don't think that they're evil. I think that it's one of those things that's like people get things from their upbringing and so I think that for people who are very superstitious that's just what their parents taught them and they're not letting it go and I mean I think you also have to like acknowledge the fact that for people who had a positive upbringing like you know your parents to some extent until you get into your own life are kind of like your whole world so of course they're not going to like disregard or discredit what they've been taught like people have a very hard time letting go of what they've been taught Mm -hmm. because they don't want to accept the you know the idea that maybe I've been blindly just following what someone told me um Mm -hmm. and they just start to believe it but I mean I always say whatever makes you comfortable you know if if it makes you feel better to you know know that you if not split that pole every time you out (laughs) with your husband or wife then you do that I mean You know, I just feel like you got to do what you got to do. It's funny, too, because I feel like my mom and my grandma, especially my grandma, because, y'all, my grandma is 101 years old. Um, No joke. And so, you know, my grandma definitely grew up in that time where, like, you basically just came out of the slavery religion. Like, you you just, you going into that, like, slightly modified version of slavery. (laughs) Like, that is basically. You just came back. You know, like, I mean, she's 101. So, like, she was born 1919. Y'all, like, that sounds crazy even to say out loud. You know, she's very proximate to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, nevertheless, like she's seen a whole century and some change of life out here. Um, yeah. And so, when you think about it, it's fascinating. But yeah, her view on religion, she's definitely more uh, by the book. However, what I find really interesting about her is that she doesn't think anything's wrong with astrology. She hmm. doesn't think anything is wrong with um, having like a psychic reading. Now she don't. Now she don't mean that you need to go out there and be doing that type of stuff all the time. But I learned recently, and she's 101, y'all. So I learned recently that every day she reads the horoscopes. I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. So I was like, oh, okay. So like, even for her at her age, she still intertwines some of these things. You know, like she doesn't look at every single thing as evil because some Christians believe you shouldn't be looking at no horoscopes. You shouldn't be looking at anything astrological or whatever because those things are evil, quote unquote, or witchcraft, quote unquote. But my grandma was never like that. And same with my mom. Like my mom, she's not big on horoscopes per se, but she's had like tarot readings done. Like I think only like once or twice in her whole life, but she's had them done. And she actually found them to be like, and these were live and in person, y'all. This was before YouTube and the internet. <laughs> so she was doing this in the flesh. 
Uh huh. But yeah, she had she had done it in person, and she had good experiences a couple times that she did them. But nevertheless, I think it goes back to what Megan was saying. Like a lot of these things are tied together, but people just don't want to make those connections. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I mean, no judgment, judgment free zone. But like, if if you were in the newspaper, like reading the horoscopes, tying every single task you did for the day to the horoscope, like that is the center of your world, then yeah, maybe I'll be a little bit concerned and say, maybe you want to expand a little bit, like maybe take it out of what that horoscope in that newspaper says for you, because you have to know you're not the only person in the world who that sign like is assigned to. And it's not going to be a hit every time. Sometimes it's going to be missed, but there's nothing wrong. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, we're looking at stuff like that. Like, like you said, Dice, it's all intertwined. You have to know how to take things with a grain of salt and just keep it moving. I, I do think that this whole topic, though, um, there was something you said earlier and I couldn't speak um because of some difficulties but um you had said something about like people in the church and stuff and like your experiences and I was gonna say that I think whether people realize it or not that as far as our generation like I think what opened up that door to a lot of people like looking into like oh manifestation law of attraction you know crystals so you know just being more spiritual than religious I think a lot of people don't realize is what opened up our generation is a lot of people, you know, say, well, I've had bad experiences, um, you know, and so they have kind of that like negative view, you know what I mean? Like of the church or, or of certain types of churches or certain types of people who say they're religious. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that in my life, like, oh, I don't like to go to church because the main people who like bust the doors open on Sunday are like acting a fool monday through saturday um you know my granny used to say that but her but her philosophy was like you know i'm going like i'm going because that's where i want to be but she always used to tell me like you know yeah just be mindful of those people like some of the main people who are rushing to sit to the front are the ones who are gonna you know be doing people wrong throughout the week but that's okay you just keep it keep it pushing um but i thought that was interesting that you said that because i think a lot of people in our age group feel 
that way. Like they yeah, feel like man. they observe some yeah. very shady ways. I'm gonna tell you where it went left for me because I remember vividly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it short and sweet, but. It happened when I was like eighth grade and I had been going, you know, again, we all, we were all from the South, but I don't know what kind of church y'all went to, but y'all, when I tell y'all, I went to a foot stomping hardwood floor Baptist church and I'm talking about country Baptist church where it's like off to the side of the road. Like they came to my wedding. Y'all probably didn't even notice this little white church on the way to the wedding on the left-hand side. It was called, you know, I ain't gonna say no names. So nevertheless, I'll tell y'all later when we get off. <laughs> but nevertheless, what's their name, Dice? What's their name? Say it. I'm joking. I went to real, like literally, y'all, a church that is so rare to even see today, and it still exists, but it looks like it came from the early 1900s because it did. And so I grew up in an extremely Southern Baptist country church, and what what when it went left for me, excuse me, was in eighth grade. I don't know all the details because I was just a child, but we were about to do our little, I think it was maybe an Easter play or, or something we were about to do. And before that play, we had, we had Sunday school in a separate little room. And then the, the adults had like the regular church services starting or whatever before we came out. So every Sunday, regardless of what it was, we had Sunday school in a separate room. And we would come out and we would tell the adults what we learned in Sunday school. And then like church would, you know, start. Right. <clears throat> so that Sunday, the Sunday school teacher, she, she had came in and she, I could tell she wasn't in a good mood. And I found out more details as I got older. Cause I never understood the situation and she still taught us or whatever. So then these other two adults came in the room and basically told her it's time for y'all to come out and tell us, you know, do, do the routine, tell us what you learned. She was looking at them with all types of attitude. And I was like, what is really going on here? So again, I'm just a child. And so she was like, well, we're not ready yet. You know, I'll bring them out when I finish the lesson. And she said it with attitude. And so they were like, no, you need to come out here now. So I'm watching these adults go back and forth in church over something to me that I'm like, this just seemed real minor. Like, <laughs> like this is stupid. So eventually we go out there and say our little spiel and go in our, go to the, join the congregation and sit down. Okay. Next thing I know that Sunday school teacher who taught us that day, she not coming to church no more. Not only is she not coming to church, her whole family not coming no more. They all left the church. At least, 10, at least 10 people left the church. Mm. Then next thing I know, about a month later, them same two that came in and was rushing her to let us out the room, they stopped coming to church. Mm-mm. They whole family don't come no more. So that's another set of like five to 10 people. So I'm like, what is going on to where these people decided that they're all not coming to church anymore? So let me tell y'all what happened. I found this out when I got older. They had a schedule and, and it's so trivial, y'all. That's that's what that's why I was like, see, I, I ain't with none of this. They had a schedule where she was supposed to teach Sunday school from, I don't know, let's just say January to March. And then they were supposed to teach from April to June. And then, you know, so they were supposed to alternate. They chose to go on vacation, did not tell her they was going on vacation until they was on vacation. She had to come up off of her private time because she wasn't planning on teaching Sunday school for that season. Let's just say that. And she came up off her private time to come teach Sunday school. So when they came in the room demanding that she come out and do her part or whatever, that's why she had all that attitude. Cause she was just like basically saying y'all are supposed to be teaching anyway. So don't come in here and tell me, you know, Oh, I need to hurry up and come out here. And so I don't know. I'm sure words were exchanged later, 
But what bothered me the most about the situation is I'm like, y'all are supposed to be adults, number one. Number two, y'all left a whole church behind that. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, and it made me at that age, I didn't even realize it, but I still remember it. And so I'm like, that's when it started for me when I started to question, okay, so what's really this about? Because I thought we were supposed to be here, you know, for God purposes, you know, to worship. Mm -hmm. Why are we being petty and leaving a church because we had a disagreement with somebody? How was that of God? Right. Mm -hmm. And so as I got older, I was just like, yeah, I ain't really feeling this. Let me tell y'all something. That church, it never recovered. Mm. All that happened is it just started like a domino effect. And then eventually there was hardly anybody left going to the church anymore. And it still has not recovered from that. And y'all, I'm 30 years old. You know what I'm saying? So it's like once you kind of, I'm not saying that's the only problem the church had, but I'm just saying that once you kind of start that element and you put that bad seed in the church, then what really happens? You know what I'm saying? And so now it's just, it just becomes a hotbed of, of negativity instead of what it was supposed to be. So that's kind of when I started to form these ideas where I was just like, I don't really know about this church stuff. And then I got further confused later on in life when I did go to college and I, you know, met Jordan and Megan and all this other stuff. Um, and I went to the church in the area that was really popular. And, you know, I enjoyed going to that church a couple of times that I went, but then I was like confused by that because people were saying, Oh, well you shouldn't go to these like mass churches or these mega churches or whatever, because these are prosperity gospel preachers and blah, blah, blah. blah. And that's, I was like, okay, you see, you know what? <laughs> I just closed the book and I let it yeah. go. So anyways, that's my experience. I think, um, well, one thing I just want to say for the people who are like, who will have like one bad experience or a few bad experiences with Christians growing up and then it makes them like kind of turn their back on Christianity entirely or the ones who say like the same people that I see, you know, cutting up and cussing folks out on Facebook, be the loudest singers in the choir on Sundays I think religion is a test of endurance and you should never base your relationship with God off of what other people are doing. Because at the end of the day, people are people and I don't put anything past people, but I know my God, you know what I'm saying? And if you have your own relationship with him, can't no one, can't no flesh get in the middle of that. That's my personal opinion. Um, But going back to what you were saying, like about that mega church and just how your church died out. And I'm just kind of playing not even really devil's advocate, but I think I'm maybe like offering just, you know, another opinion. I think smaller churches like that, that were obviously like um, once communal and generational because you had generations of families in them, they were kind of dying out now to the rise of the Christianity experience for real. Like I know you said the slavery experience earlier, but I do feel like a part of church today is about the experience. These days, mega churches are not even mega churches, but just like the bigger churches in your communities, the ones with the largest congregation and the mixed congregation are the ones that have like all the TVs. They have all the technological advancements. You know, they've got the Bible uh, scripture on the screen. You can download the app, give on your way out the door. You know what I'm saying? Like they've got all the latest and greatest. And I think people have now started to value a lot of the experience of coming to church. And I think churches started out doing it to attract to a younger generation. But now I think a lot of people do place value on the experience when you go to church. Um, And I I don't know, I just feel like that may have added to why that church 
died out that you were talking about. Um, in addition to, you know, one family leaving, because like I said, it was based on generations. So if one family leaves you, right, that is 10 people. And if you starting out in a smaller church that couldn't hold nothing but 50 on Sunday, that's a good chunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a good chunk. Um, and I don't know. So I just kind of feel like people have the tendency to get a bit convoluted, I think, with their reasons for why they, quote unquote, you know, are no longer religious or why they don't believe in, you know, X, um, God anymore. And I just think at the end of the day, you know, you can't base how you feel about God based on what somebody else did to you. Like you can't put somebody else's actions on God. Cause if that's the case, we will be put in slavery on him. You know what I'm saying? And I don't do that. And I have not heard anybody do that. Yeah, so, um, I people can agree with that. that. Yeah. People, people going to do what they want to do and they'll find reasons to support you know, why they do what they do. And I say the same for the people who no longer have a relationship with religion, you know, that that's on you and you have that right. You know, that doesn't make me as the Christian I am love you any less. You have that right, but that's not going to affect me and my practice and what I believe. That's just me. Even with my husband, he, he's not religious either. And his logic is like religion is man-made. And I honestly agree with him, (laughs) but um, yeah, he's like, that's his reasoning. He's like, it's man-made. I don't see why, you know, we need it. And I was like, yeah, I kind of, I understand that perspective too, or whatever, which I mean, obviously it's good that that's my husband. Cause I felt like if I was the opposite, this would never work. Um, <laughs> but since we kind of are on the same page, I guess it's fine. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, I don't knock anybody. If you still believe in going to church, if you still identify as a Christian, I, I had no problem with it. You know what I'm saying? Cause at the end of the day, it is all in how you treat people. Um, because I know people who are atheists that are good people, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I don't think they're bad because they don't believe in God. That's their choice. You know, but at the same time, I'm just like, I know where I stand with it. And like I said, I don't right now see that changing, but I don't put, you know, permanency over my life. <laughs> um, but I don't see that changing right now. Uh, but who's to say, you know, a year from now, five years from now, I might feel differently. But right now I, I kind of stick with my whole, I believe in God and I'm spiritual and I leave it at that. <laughs> but that's it for me. So Meg, you want to want to tie in some things before we get to the news uh-huh. all i was gonna say is for people who don't 100 um like dice you're pretty like rooted in like your differences of like what you do believe in and what you don't believe in i was just gonna say on the tip of what jordan said for people who might like be fresh in that moment of like not being sure where they want to turn i think a lot of people um don't realize that they what, what it is is that you have a negative feeling towards the church or those people at the church. That does not mean that you have to disassociate yourself from God. And I think that is where right. a lot of people kind of feel a little bit lost. You know, they kind of lump it all together. And so I just was going to say, I thought that was um kind of good advice that Jordan, you know, gave just for anyone who may be listening, who might kind of currently be going through like this struggle you know if you're not you're not receiving good energy or good spirits or whatever you want to call it from that church leave that church and find you (laughs) find you another one you know use your discernment i know a lot of people struggle with that i personally was always told that i had like great discernment but um yeah use your (laughs) no i'm serious don't first of all don't hate on me don't do that you do Um, no you really do you do but i mean you know use that if you're not you're not feeling it those people are negative you ain't in the word when you go in that church then leave um but that doesn't mean that because those people are not doing right that like you know god somehow is not doing right so i just was gonna say kudos to jordan for bringing that point up because i think a lot of people don't realize that it doesn't have to be all or nothing 
So kudos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do this true. on the daily, Megan. This this happens every time you talk to me. I drop gems. Okay. <laughs> oh, kudos. Yeah. Yeah, Dice was like, yeah, let's not get curious. <laughs> <laughs> Book coming soon, y'all. PDF coming soon. Let me stop. <laughs> see, see? Manifestation. We was on a positive, we was on a positive train. I did go in on her on that episode. I ain't gonna lie to The Lord knows my heart. The Lord knows. <laughs> She was so wrap it up, What we really saying is get that bread, get that head, then leave. That's Ooh. what we really saying. Ooh. <laughs> this this conversation kidding. has gone completely we left from Franklin the plies real quick. <laughs> we sure did. We sure did. I'm sorry. God forgive me because that was that was disrespectful. It's all good. I believe he has a sense of humor. If you just look at what happens to me on a daily basis, like they always want to say, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. I know he'd be laughing at me with some things that's, I was thinking about to happen. Right he'd be like, "Huh?" She yeah, thought that's definitely that's testimony <laughs> because God be. I, sometimes I'd be like, "What you? This what you? Okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, "This ain't what I told you I wanted." But if you cool with it, then I'm cool with it. Like, sure. be real lost. It'd be making sense like ten years later. You'd be like, "See, I know exactly why God told me I couldn't have that." Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, y'all. So let's go into the news. So the first piece of news is y'all Trump is gone. I just feel like that's that's Praise a moment God. to celebrate Praise right him. there. Yes, yes, Lord. Trump and is speaking gone. of him, thank you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Trump is gone. We had the inauguration. We witnessed some iconic fashion, some looks. Of course, you know the Obamas always serve. Michelle Obama always always looks great. Always dressed for the nines. I mean, she be dressed to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I told Megan and Jordan, I was not feeling our new first lady's outfit. I just thought she had on a bedazzled robe. I just didn't think it was cute, but you know, that's my opinion. <laughs> Jill did what she had to do. And I think for all intensive purposes, she did great. Jill, you're doing good, sweetie. That's all I have to say. <laughs> doing good. Her second well, outfit was pretty, I thought her second outfit was pretty nice. Did you oh, see, I couldn't it? see that? I, I didn't see it. It was like a white dress coat thing, and um, it was very symbolic. She had like, I, I think the state flower oh. of like each yeah. state, like on the bottom mm-hmm. of the dress. It was very nice. I mean, it, it wasn't nothing I, I would wear, but out. considering her age and, and it status, up. it was nice. I thought she did all right. Yeah, I'm gonna look well, it up. Let me be a little shady, but speaking of another person at the inauguration in white, Miss um, Jennifer Lopez, oh what did y'all goodness. think of her outfit? You know, for whatever oh, reason. Oh, she served I looks. Been, she served looks I as like always. I think she should have left that for Prince. I didn't like that I shirt. don't know how y'all had time to pay attention to the outfit because I was over the performance. No. Well, listen. When we were texting <laughs> about it, I meant everything <laughs> that I said. I said, remember I said to y'all, I said, you want to know how I know she's really singing? It's because I'm not impressed. So <laughs> it was very basic. It was very basic. I feel like any of us, I mean, Dice can carry a tune, but I feel like me or Jordan could have gotten up there and it would have been equally good. Oh, don't um, do me, baby. I can sing. Please. Okay, please. See. Listen. I mean, outfit, <laughs> outfit wasn't atrocious. The shirt wasn't yeah. my style, but it wasn't atrocious. Honestly, we saw her after we saw Lady Gaga. So like comparing her outfit to the yeah. first performer i was like let me tell y'all something okay, this is a little bit better if 
maybe because as a fashion person, I, I view fashion differently, but I actually had a it. little bit of admiration for Lady Gaga's outfit only. <laughs> That's what I didn't want you to say. <laughs> I say this because I'm not saying I liked it, but I appreciated it. And I say that because I feel like it was a nod to the past and also yeah. a nod to the future. It was. So she had, she had the lines of the actual outfit were very more like antiquated style. You know, um, it was more something you would see like in the early 1900s. But then, you know, she went with big, bold colors, right? You know, red to me is like, you're, you're in charge. You're making a statement when you wear red, right? And so I feel like she was trying to say, okay, this is where we were, but we about to shake this shit up. <laughs> And this is what it's going to be. But again, I, as a fashion person, I know I look at it a little bit differently. And she might yeah. just like the outfit. I mean, it but was, that was my It was giving Mockingjay. It was giving Mockingjay. Oh, thank you. But, That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. But you thank know, you. I, I, I do like Gaga, though. I mean, she it, it, they balance each other out. Like, she had the vocals. J-Lo kind of had the look in my in my opinion, like you know, if we could somehow, I mean, <laughs> I would, I would have chosen J Lo's fashion. I don't think J Lo did her part. J Lo, I thought it was an odd choice. Um, well, I'll just say this: she was I a felt like they needed... higher. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And I just kind of felt like we weren't going to do it. So, for the listeners who can't see us, this is the part of the show where I hold up the back of my hand. I felt like we weren't going to do it um just because I wouldn't have felt comfortable if I was a performer I because you like everything that had happened before that you just mm, don't know you think I would have got what, it what his supporters mm. were going to bring yeah and yeah. so I feel like in order to have the representation like Megan was saying she was a diversity hire they needed to have some brown because some black wasn't going to be able to be there baby it wasn't safe for us mm. it was not safe for us you can have so her giving the bottom yeah, okay, yeah no, I it made I sense. Yeah. I was just like, it's an odd choice. Why J-Lo? Okay. This was the time for the Browns and the Allies. So Lady yeah. Gaga was supposed to take her tail up there, and she did. Some other friends could have came with her, and I'm glad they got, you know, J-Lo and Demi. I'm glad Demi came. I knew Demi could sing, so I guess that. Yeah, okay, okay. When I put it that way, it makes sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I low-key appreciated Lady Gaga's outfit, even though it's not something I would have wore personally, but I did appreciate what the, the messaging behind it and what she was trying to say, or what um, I think she was trying President Biden's um, granddaughters also were serving looks. Just wanted yes, to they were. mention that. Because, honey, <laughs> I had to rewind the screen. I was like, hold up. I was like, who are these women? I was like, oh, that's the grandchildren. Look at them. Those outfits oh, were cute. Were cute. Like the the boldness cute. of it. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. Clothes just don't fit on everybody like they do my forever first lady, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> It was a lot of people pulling the monochrome looks. Y'all just mentioned oh, them, and they were cute. But when nothing hitting like that burgundy, oh no, she won. Definitely, you won. could not touch that. You could not touch that. So yeah, she I definitely know. won. Black designer, so you know mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. called kudos. I'm my girl, her, her do. Um, but yeah, he's a black designer, and he's from South Carolina originally. So you know, like Megan, I'm just gonna have to. I read rip that. My I read that. <laughs> I was I, like, all right, all right. Carolina is like, of course, he don't live there no more, but that's not the point. That don't matter. That's where he's from. That don't matter. It's where he's from, no. All right. So let's go to the next piece of news. But yes, thank God that Trump presidency is over. I can't stress that enough. Um, so speaking of Trump's presidency, we're going to take a step back into the past for a second because currently MAGA and QAnon, or, or Anon, however they pronounce that stuff, 
they are confused. They are bewildered. They are disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) How? How can they be confused? They've literally known this for how long? Like they've had how many months to get their mind wrapped around this? Like Like, I'm not gonna read every single thing I put in here because it's not important. But I just wanted to touch on a couple things that they some of their supporters have said. So somebody said. So just to recap. Trump will pardon Lil Wayne, Kodak Black, high-profile Jewish fraudsters. No pardons for middle-class whites who risk their livelihoods by going to war, quote-unquote, for Trump. So that came from a white supremacist channel on, I think it's an app or website called Telegram, the encrypted messaging service that has gained thousands of new subscribers since the Capitol riots. So there's that. So my response to that is that uh, Bernie Sanders meme from the inauguration. That's just where we sit here. <laughs> right. right. What our little mittens. So they thought those groups, MAGA and QAnon or whatever, they really thought that Trump was going to go out fighting. Like they expected him to inflict martial law. They, in, to stop the election or the, you know, transfer of power, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, they really wanted him to go ham and <laughs> and they were pissed off because that man just was like deuces and rolled out. Goes to show and how so- stupid they are, <laughs> to be quite it's frank. Them. Now but they're we- turning on each other. So that's the funny part, y'all. That's that's that that's really what I want to talk about. They are turning on each other. So these groups are now arguing with each other and basically saying, like, you didn't do enough. No, you didn't do enough. And, like, there's just, like, this back and forth battle because they are in their feelings. So I think, you know, and I don't know if I put it in here, but there was, um, I didn't put it in here in, in the notes, you guys, but there was a quote from another person that was a part of those groups. And he basically said, like, we lost. <laughs> we have to, you know, accept and respect the democracy and move on. Like <laughs> he was like the only one that was like, let's just move on. You guys like, this is over with like, they're, they're still trying to fight the good fight. And I'm like, this, this, this is, this is dead. So I just had to share that with our listeners, but yeah, that was, that was a little piece of news. So listen, listen, those people need to go on somewhere. They just need to be thankful that we are not back in game of Thrones times because that foolishness that they pulled would have got all of them, you know. Well, I in still a say we don't let situation. Up. I mean, well, you know, they, they're privileged, so they're going to get away with it. But I'm just saying, like, have y'all seen um, the billboards with about contacting the FBI if you know information about the riot? No, actually, I have seen one. Um. They are. Yeah, I'm curious to see like just how it turns. I mean, yeah, there are billboards, and it's usually the digital ones, and it flashes up for a second, and it says something like got the big FBI logo, and it's like call this number, um, if you have any information. Baby, I wish I knew something. I'd be (laughs) working like a switchboard back here. Okay, hello FBI. Hello, I have another word. Singing like a canary. I wish I knew. Um, Okay. So that's enough of them. But the next piece of news. So jurors are calling to impeach Daniel Cameron. Um, for those of you who don't remember, Daniel Cameron was, what's, what's his title? Um, Jordan, you remember his title? He was the attorney general. Yes, the attorney general who low key, I don't even know if I want to say low key, who high key like sabotaged the doggone case for Breonna Taylor by misleading the jurors as far as like what they could charge 
her murderers with. Yes, he did. Y'all go back and listen to, I don't remember the episode, but go back and listen to our episode. Jordan <laughs> gave us a very nice, like, yeah. legal rundown and breakdown of exactly what he what did, he did and why it was considered wrong. Yeah. And so if not, if y'all don't want to dig back through those episodes, but I mean, y'all, it's only eight in that first season, but nevertheless, well, it's one of them. Don't be lazy. I think, I think <laughs> one of the other ones, but nevertheless, you can always Google it and find out. But he basically like left out information and misled them and they didn't think that they could actually charge the murderers with murder. Mm-hmm. They didn't think that that was a possibility. So when they made their decisions, they didn't go that way because they didn't know they could go that way. So they are now calling to impeach him on charges of breach of public trust and failure to comply with duties for misrepresenting to the nation the findings of the grand jury and abuse of office and breach duties of professional responsibilities and ethics, both of which are connected to the lack of charges filed against the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department officers implicated in the death of Breonna Taylor in September 2020. That's via CNN. So they also, on top of that, Damn are calling right to... Now. They call him to impeach him as well for inciting the riot at the Capitol. They said that his involvement with the National Association of Republican Attorneys General, which is RAGA, I guess, and <laughs> as this, as this is quite the name, as this rationale for the incitement charge, the Rule of Law Defense Fund, a nonprofit association with RAGA, released robocalls urging supporters to march on the Capitol. Again, that's from CNN. So Man. Cameron said he ain't know about them robocalls. So that that's his excuse. These people but, going down. You hear me? I'm <laughs> saying it. Like I ain't know nothing about it. I got me on tape for that other one, but I don't know ish about this ragged shit. These people going I down. Do hope, I do hope he's yeah. impeached because I, I, think, I think he did purposely do it. And I don't know who was in his ear or the powers that be that may, might have influenced that. But <laughs> Okay, so for the listeners who can't see, this is the part of the call where I hold up the inside of my hand. That's who told him to do it. Yeah, somebody definitely was in his ear pushing him to do it. And he's he's about mm-hmm. to become, what's, what's that term? Is it like a martyr? No, it's mm-hmm. like... When I they, wouldn't want to die for this cause, I tell you that. It's like a, a term, like so when, you, when you are using somebody um so that they can be the ones to take the fall. Scapegoat. Yes. Oh, I was going to say bait. <laughs> yeah, I think they're using him as a bait. <laughs> they are. They're using the black, getting the black man to do their dirty work, and he's an sure. idiot falling for it. I but don't see, care I knew that was gonna what happen. job he lose. Well, I, okay. I knew that was going to happen when he didn't want the transcripts from um what he was telling them like in the back when they were making their deliberations mm-hmm. like when they were trying to figure out what they were going to charge him with i knew that was going to happen when the judge over his uh rejections decided to release the transcripts mm-hmm. i was like dog they finna hang you they finna yeah. hang you they're not working with you anytime somebody does not want a transcript of a conversation <laughs> release you know they got something to hide same with yeah. trump did it several times any conversation mm-hmm. he didn't want to hand over it's because he knew that they had stuff that could implicate him so child yeah. the i don't like i said i don't care what job he loses i feel like he don't deserve that job and i don't care i, I really hope don't he learned something from this i really do child he might see. be right back over there with them other people so my last piece of news is not politically related is singer. If y'all want to call her that, cause I don't think she really got much of a voice, but singer, she be talk uh, singing. <laughs> right. Talk singer, Danny Lee, Danny Lay. How does she pronounce her name? Yellow bone. She, she, 
she Shut has a snippet. Okay, so it's time for me to go. She gave people a snippet of her song entitled Yellow Bone, which it sounds awful, y'all. Just just from the snippet, Trash. it sounds awful. Like it's literally like it's like okay, I'll, I'll mimic it for you, and it's not hard to mimic because she's not singing. And she's like, "Yellow bone, yellow bone, that's what he Ah, uh, come on! Like, it's like yellow bone, that's what he <laughs> like, It's a little higher, <laughs> higher than that. And then but, it's yeah. off beat. Like, it's can somebody weird. can somebody explain where this whole off beat music came from? Because I don't like it, and I kind of <laughs> feel like who said they did? Because we need to talk to them. It's, it's good and awful. So not yes. only is the song awful, but she's come under some backlash because of, you know, yellow bone, colorism, all that fun stuff um, that goes on in the black community. So it's kind of twofold for her because she kind of has that, uh, what's her name problem? That, that uh, Zoe Saldana problem where you're black one minute and you're not black the next. So, you know, according to sources on YouTube, <laughs> um, Danny Lee has said that she is Dominican and in the past has never identified as black. But once she got all this backlash, then she started saying, <laughs> well, I'm Dominican, which means I am black, white, and Spanish. Yeah. Uh, she so, so let me just say. Flipping, flopping going on. Go ahead. Everything that I saw about this was from the shade room. Um, and one of Future's baby mamas, the most, I don't want to say the most recent one, cause I'm not sure if she is or not, but I'll just say the one who causes like the most confusion in his household. I'm sure that Eliza Rain one, I think I might like her because sis moves differently compared to the rest of his baby mamas for one, but for two, she'd be speaking facts. Like, I like she her. really has some stuff to say. Yeah. She has some good stuff to say on this, um, you know, like on the whole yellow bone situation. And so she really just kind of told Danny, she was like, well, first of all, a yellow bone is not a Hispanic person. A yellow bone or a red bone is a light-skinned black person. So don't even try and say that the term describes you because it doesn't. Um, and for two, she did talk about the colorism issue within the black community and how it is divisive to use terms like yellow bone, you know, or try to show preferential treatment amongst yellow bones, red bones, things like that. But the one thing she also said that I hope Danny read and took to heart was, you kind of sound dumb. And I'm paraphrasing because she didn't say that part to Danny, but you sound stupid when you sit up in here and this man is dark skinned with dark skinned children, you know what I'm saying? Dark skinned daughters, you know what I'm saying? And you're sitting here talking about how he prefers you based on your skin tone. But what is that message sending to his children and his children about their mothers? Cause he sat here and had these kids with other dark skinned women. So, um, y'all go look at that. Definitely go look at that because <laughs> Eliza rain was on to something when yeah. it came to that. And the video, the YouTube video I watched, y'all know some of these YouTubers, they be spilling the tea and they had said something along the same lines where they were like, they think it was a jab at the baby's uh, baby mamas. Or oh, yeah. Because yeah. um, one of them, Mimi, she is dark skinned. And so apparently there was like some kind of love triangle that occurred at one point between Mimi, Danny Lee, and the baby. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of denying that he was messing with Danny Lee on the side to Mimi. And, you know, y'all know how it go. It get messy. So long story mm -hmm. short, um, he... Mimi had basically like let it be known like it's not so much as that's what he wanted a yellow bone had nothing to do with it she was like that's what he settled for <laughs> very true and so like that's a part of the comedy behind like this whole Danny Lay and the baby situation and I don't know how many people just kind of pay attention to it and I'm not trying to sound like the expert as if I just know everything about it but I do you know like 
I peep what's going on and I and I see it. And so everybody refers to Danny Lee as a, a pick me. And this was the first time I had heard that term. Um, but basically what I've deduced is that she seems pretty happy to have her trash ass nigga. Like she seems very excited to have this man. Um, and it is no secret that for a long time he was playing both you and his baby mama. And I don't know if he decided to go with you. I don't know if his baby mama decided that she would just remove herself from the situation. But regardless of how her exit came about, sis is still winning in my book because that man don't know his head from his butt. You know what I'm saying? And I would not want to be left in the situation where I'm feeling happy for having this dude. Like it, it, it mm. doesn't seem like it's a good relationship and I won't say good relationship, but it doesn't seem like um, it's not desirable. It's just really not desirable. And she just seems very happy to be with him. And I was kind of like, regardless. yeah, it just seems like you were left. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really seem like he wanted you. You just kind of were left. And mm. so I think that the, the underlying joke, for everybody else behind her song because it's like sis you just rubbing salt in your wound like it's, it's I did I great. did see where she had said something like okay so this is I think I saw it on Shade Room or something like that I did see where she had tried in the beginning to say like well there are a lot of like empowerment songs she tried to call it empowerment she said that there were a lot of empowerment songs out there and she didn't really see what was wrong with her like making a song about I guess being in love with her, with her skin, like with loving herself. Um, and I will say like, you know, I, I think all shades of black are beautiful, but I do think that sometimes people just dig themselves in a hole with these statements. Like everybody's so quick to speak out and it's like, you might want to let some of the heat simmer before you're so quick to like be unapologetic about things because you just never know. Like that's the power of social media in today's world. Like you never know how people are going to take things. But I was just going to say, I did read from a very reputable source um, via Twitter, some random person that I don't know at all. (laughs) Some random person that I don't know at all um, spoke out. And I mean, the tweet got like thousands of retweets, likes or whatever, and who knows if they're lying. But the point is um, that person claims to have gone to school with her. Like it was someone who claimed to have grown up with her. And um, they said that she full of it because she used to like pick on them, I guess, for like their skin tone and like talk about them being black or whatever. Um, Basically trying to say like, oh, she's trying to get out of it with this apology, like saying like, oh, well, I'm, I'm black and I'm white and I'm this and I'm that. And they were saying like, um, you used to tease me for being black. So don't put on for the blogs. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I... I have, my mother is light-skinned, like, like Dice is light-skinned. It, it's nothing wrong with being proud of what you are, but I just feel like she had to have been an idiot to not know that this was going <laughs> to come off as divisive. Like, the times that yeah. we're in, I mean, how could you not know that people were going to take this and say that you... Because she didn't do what Beyonce did and just stay brown. <laughs> Because yeah. Beyonce had already done it, and um, then she was doing it for the wrong reasons. So then, so was the song awful. really needed? Then, like, was it needed? Beyonce no, already had us covered. Yeah, she I feel like and being messy. I feel like she um shot herself in the foot, which clearly she did. But I don't think that song is ever gonna get released because the gag is this was just a snippet. The song wasn't even out. Also, so now she's not out. No, she had it just playing in the background of a video um, like that she had posted or I don't know, like some thriller or something like mm. that that she had posted and put on Instagram. Um, and yeah, and, and that was the song and everybody was like, nah, this ain't it. Wow. But um, 
yeah, I will say, I think this, like the whole Danny Lee, Mimi, and the baby situation is a good example of struggle love. Um, and struggle love is actually going to be the topic for our listeners. It's going to be the topic of our next episode. So definitely join us back, same time, same place in the next few weeks uh, for our next episode because we're going to be talking about struggle love and it should be really, really interesting to get into this concept. Um, and if you don't know what struggle love is, well, just go look up this Danny Lee, the baby Mimi situation. That is a good place to start. Also, y'all just want to say that we are on Clubhouse. If you currently are on an iPhone, you can download the Clubhouse app and sign up for an account and hopefully somebody let you in because <laughs> it's kind of like no. this little fake exclusive sort of situation. But nevertheless, I say all that to say that we will be on Clubhouse today at 1 p.m. Central. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we are going to continue the conversation, the topic um, that we talked about here, religion versus spirituality. We will be continuing that on Clubhouse again at 1 p.m. Central and 2 p.m. Eastern. And last but certainly not least, y'all, please do not forget to subscribe to our podcast if you have not already. Also, you can follow us on all our social media channels. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at NYABG pod and thank y'all for listening and we will see y'all next time also be sure to check out our website um, www.nyabgpodcast.com alright <laughs> alright yeah y'all don't forget to do that shoot I too many things for me to say it one time alright website social media y'all got it we'll see y'all next time bye When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.